Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Leviticus 22. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, as we read this chapter, we pray that we would appreciate even more what Jesus has done for us to remove our sin and make us clean and to make us holy, set apart for you. We thank you through Jesus. Amen. Leviticus 22. Then Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Tell Aaron and his sons that they must deal respectfully with the Israelites' votive offerings, and they must not profane my holy name, which they are consecrating to me. I am Yahweh. Say to them, Throughout your generations, any man from any of your offspring who comes near the votive offerings that the Israelites consecrate to Yahweh with his uncleanness on him, that person shall be cut off from before me. I am Yahweh. Anyone from Aaron's offspring, if he is afflicted with a skin disease or a fluid discharge, shall not eat in the sanctuary until he is clean. And the one who touches any unclean person, or a man from whom an emission of semen goes out, or a man who touches a swarmer that is unclean for him, or who touches a person who is unclean for him, Due to whatever his uncleanness, a person who touches such a thing shall be unclean until the evening, and he shall not eat from the votive offerings, except when he washes his body with water, and the sun sets, and he shall be clean. Then afterward he may eat from the votive offerings, because it is his food. He shall not eat a naturally dead body or a mangled carcass, so that he becomes unclean by it. I am Yahweh and they shall keep my obligation, and they shall not incur guilt because of it, so that they die through it, because they have profaned it. I am Yahweh who consecrates them. No stranger shall eat the votive offering, nor shall a temporary resident with a priest or a hired worker eat the votive offering. But a priest, if with his money he buys a person as his possession, that one may eat it and the descendants of his house themselves may eat his food. And a priest's daughter, when she marries a layman, she herself may not eat the votive offering. But a priest's daughter, when she becomes a widow or divorced, or there is no offspring for her, and she returns to her father's house as in her childhood, she may eat from her father's food, but no layman may eat it. And if a man eats the votive offering unintentionally, then he shall add to it a fifth of it, and he shall give the votive offering to the priest. And they shall not profane the Israelites' votive offerings that they present to Yahweh, and so cause them by their eating their votive offerings to bear guilt, requiring a guilt offering, because I am Yahweh who consecrates them. Then Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and to his sons and to all the Israelites, and say to them, Anyone from the house of Israel, or from the alien in Israel who presents his offering, for any of their vows, or for any of their freewill offerings, that they present to Yahweh as a burnt offering, it must be without defect to be acceptable for you. A male among the cattle, among the sheep, or among the goats. You shall not present any animal in which is a physical defect, because it shall not be acceptable for you. And if anyone brings a sacrifice of fellowship offerings for Yahweh 
to fulfill a vow, or as a freewill offering from the cattle or from the flock, it must be without defect to be acceptable. There must not be any physical defect in it. The blind or the injured or the maimed or the seeping or one with a skin disorder or one with a skin eruption, these you shall not present to Yahweh, nor shall you give from them an offering made by fire on the altar for Yahweh. As for an ox or sheep that is deformed or stunted, you may present it as a freewill offering, but for a vow it will not be accepted, and you shall not present anything for Yahweh with bruised or shattered or torn or cut-off testicles, and you shall not sacrifice such in your land, and you shall not present your God's food from any of these by the hand of a foreigner, because their deformity is in them a physical defect is in them, they shall not be accepted for you. Then Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, When an ox or a sheep or a goat is born, then it shall be under its mother for seven days, and from the eighth day and beyond it is acceptable as an offering made by fire for Yahweh. And you shall not slaughter an ox or a sheep and its young on the same day. And when you sacrifice a sacrifice of thanksgiving to Yahweh, you must sacrifice it to be acceptable for you. It must be eaten on that day. You must not leave over anything from it until morning. I am Yahweh. Thus you shall keep my commandments, and you shall do them. I am Yahweh. And you shall not profane my holy name, so that I may be consecrated in the midst of the Israelites. I am Yahweh, who consecrates you, the one who brought you out from the land of Egypt, to be as God for you. I am Yahweh. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. In chapter 21, we read about how the priest must be holy, and the high priest must be extra holy. In the second part of that chapter, it talks about physical defects that would disqualify a man from serving as priest. However, he could still eat the holy food. Now, in this chapter, we read about who is allowed to eat the holy food. It is called the votive offerings here in this chapter. So, this might be a grain offering or the breast from the fellowship offering. These are things offered to God, so they are holy. These were given to the priests sort of like payment for their work. But it wasn't like a salary that they could just use as they liked. They must treat these things as holy. So if anyone was unclean, they were not allowed to eat from these things until they became clean. Yahweh lists some of the things that he explained earlier in this book that would make a person unclean, such as a skin disease or touching a dead body. So the priest must be extra careful to stay clean. Then Yahweh explains exactly who could eat this food as long as they were clean. It could not be a non-Israelite or someone just staying with the priest temporarily. If the priest had a slave, who was considered a part of the household, then that slave could eat the holy things. He doesn't go into it here, but if that slave was a non-Israelite, then he would probably have to be circumcised in order to be considered a part of the household. A priest's daughter could eat the holy food if she was living with her father, the priest. But if she gets married to a non-priest, then she couldn't eat the holy food. However, if her husband dies or divorces her so that she has to come back and live with her parents, then she could again eat the holy food. 
God says if someone accidentally eats the holy food, who is not one of the allowed people, then they must pay it back, plus 20%. Then we switch to a new subject, and Yahweh tells Moses to tell this to both the priests and all the people. They must only bring animals without defect to sacrifice to God. He lists several deformities that would disqualify the animal from being offered to God, including blindness, injury, or a skin disorder. An animal that wasn't properly proportioned or was too small in general was not allowed to fulfill a vow, but they could offer it as a freewill offering. They could also not offer an animal that had damage to its testicles, so I expect that they didn't castrate animals in general. Then Yahweh gives a few more rules about animal sacrifice. They could not take an animal away from its mother before it was eight days old in order to sacrifice it. They could not sacrifice both the mother animal and the children she was caring for on the same day. And then he repeats a command from earlier that thanksgiving offerings must be eaten the same day that they are sacrificed. God ends this chapter in this section saying that they must keep these things in order to keep his name holy. And now for a deeper dive. We have seen in these chapters a distinction between holiness and cleanness. Nothing unclean could be holy, but something could be clean but not holy. The holy had to stay away from the unclean. Certain things would make a person unclean, and then they would have to do something to get back into a state of cleanness, typically washing, but sometimes they had to offer a sacrifice Holiness means being set apart for God, separate. So nothing set apart for God could be unclean or come into contact with something unclean. The food offered to God was holy, so only holy people could eat that food, the priests and their household. And those people had to be clean. We read about in the previous chapter that priests had to be careful about staying clean and not coming into contact with a dead body. So I think the picture of uncleanness is the idea of sin. Sin makes us unclean. But we want to go beyond clean. We want to be holy. Set apart. Special for God. So first we need our sins removed. And then we need to be made holy to God. And while those are two separate things, they are both accomplished through Jesus and through his sacrifice. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.